Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. Amen. Come on, put your hands together one more time and honor them. We love you guys so much. And we are so excited to see what God continues to do through you. So much. Could I ask a big favor uh, upstairs? Could you put the Dream Builder logo up again? And uh, for, for the following purpose, I, I went public with all of our pastors, I believe it was last Wednesday, and uh, Pastor Bueller got really excited when he saw the Dream Builder Ministries logo. He said, those are my initials, Dwayne Bueller. So I just love you, Pastor Bueller, and take you everywhere we go as well. Amen. Pastor and Sister Bueller are really, they're the, the, the grandparents of our house, and uh, we, we honor and love you very, very much. So listen, if you have your Bibles today, would you please turn to Acts chapter 2. How many recognize when you turn to the book of Acts, you never know what's going to happen? Um, but I want to talk to you about something very, very significant today. Um, I love our oil change series. How many recognize we need more of the Holy Spirit? And I, I was raised in Northern California, Oroville, California, and I, I got about a year of Southern Baptist in me as a child. And I'm not saying that all Southern Baptists were, were, are like this or were like that, but the one I went to was. Uh, for a year, I went there as a boy, and I heard quite a bit about God the Father, um, God the Son. And then I was radically born again out of the drug culture 41 years ago at Orville First Assembly of God. My spiritual father is Pastor E.E. E. Smith, and I began hearing about the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, the Holy who? And then Pastor Jordan and our team, executive team, they came up with, with this series, and I thought, man, God used this powerfully. So what I want to talk to you about is something very important for this generation. Never has there been a generation that needs to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit like this generation. And as I am not getting oldy, older but maturing, um, I believe that every great man or woman of God passes down something. I see too many men of God and women of God, they take their ministry, they take their life to the grave. God does not want the ministry that He has entrusted you with for you to have and to hold from this day forward and take it to the grave. He wants you to pass it on. And the, the baton, the mantle, the anointing that you pass on, trust me, who you pass it to will take it further than you ever thought, hoped, or imagined. Can you say a good amen? But I believe every great man or woman of God, they pass something down. And I want to talk to you today about mantles. I want to talk to you today about mantles. There's something very significant about that word. Do you know that the mantle is mentioned 32 times in the Word of God? In the natural, a mantle is a garment, a cloak, or a covering. But in the spiritual, it means so much more. It represents the calling, the charge, the ministry, and the anointing of God. And I want to look at two examples in the Old Testament and land with an example in the New Testament. 
The first one I'd like to look at is Moses and Joshua. Moses and Joshua. Before Moses ascended Mount Nebo, at the, I need you to hear this, at the finish of his ministry, he laid hands on his assistant, Joshua, and, and God's grace fell upon him with the mantle, the authority of Moses. The result, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Another example in the Old Testament I'd like to talk about briefly is Elijah and Elisha. Um, when Elijah ascended to God at the end of his ministry, he dropped his mantle to the ground. And his assistant, Elisha, picked it up and the spirit of Elijah came upon him. The result, Scripture indicates that Elisha performed twice the number of miracles that Elijah did. Scripture says in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 13, And when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what shall I do for you before I am taken from you? And Elisha said, Please give me a double portion of your spirit. May it be upon me, he said. For I have asked, you have asked for a difficult thing. However, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And suddenly... They're separated, the two of them, and uh, the Bible says they continue to talk. Let me get it right. Behold, the chariot of fire with horses of fire appeared suddenly and separated the two of them. Now listen. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he no longer saw Elijah. Then he took hold of his own clothes and they tore them into pieces and he picked up the mantle of Elijah and that fell upon him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Now listen, in each case, a man of God was about to finish his earthly ministry. In each case, he ascends to God. In each case, the ascension and the completion of his ministry is linked to the passing of a mantle. I believe that when a man of God finishes his race, there is a mantle to pick up. There is a baton to pick up. There is an anointing to carry. I believe it with all of my heart. Now think with me. Wouldn't it have been great to be there? To receive the mantle of Moses? The man of God? How many know Moses was bad to the bone? The boy wrote the first five books of the Bible. Wouldn't it have been something to pick? But it wasn't possible because it, was, it fell upon one man, not two. Wouldn't it have been something to pick up the, the mantle of Elijah? I mean, wouldn't that be something, the miracles that he did to, to receive? But you see, it's not possible because it fell on only one man, not two. Now let me ask you a question. Throughout all history, is there somebody that maybe stands out in your mind that you would have loved to pick up their mantle? On the count of three, let's just scream Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. Wouldn't it have been something if the Lord Himself 
as he went up, finished his earthly ministry, dropped a mantle for his kids. But listen, it's a mantle that's too big for one person. But it's not too big for all of us. The mantle that I speak about, the mantle that was given 50 days after Jesus Christ was risen from the dead. But how many recognize He didn't just rise from the dead. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Can you say good amen? (laughs) 50 days after the resurrection, He sent the mantle, the Holy Spirit. Moses, Elijah dropped their mantle on one person. Jesus, as He went up, He sent the Holy Spirit. It's too big for any one of us, but it's not too big for all of us. Can you say amen? The mantle of Jesus. When He completed His earthly ministry, He went up to heaven. And ten days after He ascended, His nail-pierced feet left terra firma, He sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit fell. Jesus went, Moses went up, the mantle fell. Elijah went up, the mantle fell. Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit fell. Can you say amen? Do you know that it was promised by the prophets? Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. Then after doing all those things, I just want to teach a little bit today. I will pour out my Spirit on all people. The prophet said, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Come on, if you're north of 50, can we just say thank you, Lord? Young people, your sons and daughters, they'll prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit even on the servants, men, and women alike. Can you say amen? We have the witness of John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I baptize you with water, those who repent of their sins and turn to God. You believe that we have, Pastor Jordan just mentioned that we've baptized over 100 people in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can we just put our hands together and celebrate that? He said, I, John the Baptist, the first hippie of the Bible, he said, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater, I'm not even worthy to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We have the witness of Jesus himself. He said in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from on heaven. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, and being assembled with them, he commanded Jesus, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. 
For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And his feet departed planet earth. And he ascended to the right hand of God. And he is seated. And the Bible says that he forever lives to make intercession for us. How many in the house are fighting a battle? You need a miracle. You're going through something. Let me see your hands all over the building. For those of you who didn't raise your hands, you lie, you fry. I'll raise two hands on your behalf. <laughs> right now, Jesus is interceding on your behalf. Jesus, he teaches, you know, I, I, the Father is aware of the things. Even before you knew there was a need, Jesus is already working. I know the things that you have need of before you even ask. That tells me that before God, before I knew there was a problem, we have a Savior in heaven. He's the sitting Savior at the right hand of God. He forever lives to make intercession. Before I knew there was a problem, He is interceding for me. And I, I'm telling you what, you're not going under, you're going over in Jesus' name. Not because you're strong, but because He's strong and He forever lives to make intercession. Can you say Amen. I, the, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Dr. Lee DeFrost, one of the fathers of radio, of radio, said on February 25th, 1962, that man will never reach the, the moon regardless of all future scientific advances. Friends, the boy was wrong. Kenneth Olson, founder of Digital Equipment Corporation, said in 1977, there is no reason for any individual to have a computer in their home. Friends, he was wrong. How many got a computer in your pocket right now? Yeah. Chicken Little said the sky is falling, but he was wrong. But God said that it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. He is not a liar. He keeps His promise. He is true to His Word. Can you say a great big amen? I love this. From the athlete to the astronaut. From the ditch digger to the doctor, from the pauper to the palace, the Bible said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, on the people in India, on the people in Mexico, on the people in England, America, Caldwell, Boise, Oroville, Nampa. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Can you say a good amen? Okay, we, we, we got promise from prophets, from John the Baptist, from Jesus. Let's read about this. The mantle that, the, that Jesus sent, the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, 800 years after Joel's prophecy. Endure. We want things to happen overnight. This was prophesied through the lips under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the life of Joel. 100 years later, we find the disciples of Jesus in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. And I would like to begin reading in verse 1. The Bible said, Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place. They were in one accord and they were in one place. They were in one accord, and they were in one place. 
They were in unity. And that's something that Pastor Jordan fights for is to maintain the unity that we are walking in. Trust me, if this would have been a church in disunity, God would not have built one of the leading churches in America. But because you are a people in one accord and in one place, mind, spirit, and soul, listen, God moves powerfully through a person, through a people, and through a church that's striving and walking in unity. It's no longer about personal preference. Personal preference has been used by the enemy to divide so many churches. How many recognize it's not about what I think? It's not about what you think. It's about what he thinks. But they were in all accord. One place in, 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 in all accord. How, how many drive a Honda Accord? I think you're just blessed. Um, yes, I bought stock in Honda before I used that line. I'm kidding so listen, they, 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 so they entered, they had entered, they, they went up into the, the Bible says the, they were with one accord in one place. Can I digress to Acts chapter 1 beginning in verse 13 because it really sets us up. The Bible said, and when they had entered, they went up, they, they went up. Notice that Moses, he went up. Notice that Elijah went up. Notice that Jesus went up. They went up up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Now look at verse 14. I wonder if we would have Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, if it were not for this verse. Listen, this is the importance of unity. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Did I read that right? These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, where they were sitting, and there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's just kind of cool as I study this. It's kind of cool to recognize Mary, the mother of God, was a Pentecostal. How many recognize every word in the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God? And Mary is mentioned among the 120 in the upper room. And the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they all began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What was given that day? I understand Moses gave the mantle to Joshua. I, I, I get Elijah and Elisha. But on that day, there was a mantle that was given not just to one, but to all. And that mantle is the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Too big for any one of us, but not too big for all of us. 
There was a mantle that was given that day. And to whom was it given? To all of his disciples, to all of them, and to all of us. And it is his mantle that gives us our calling, our ministry, our anointing, and our power. And with every calling, God gives us the anointing to fulfill it. And with every ministry, God gives us the inspiration to dream and achieve the impossible. And with every trial, God gives us the power to triumph. And with every setback, God can turn set us up into a set up that proves that His grace is more than enough. How many grateful for the mantle of the Holy Spirit? Can we just put our hands together and say, thank you, Lord. Interesting. People of God went up. Jesus went up. Mantles were dropped. Mantles were left. Mantles descended from heaven. The difference in carrying the mantle makes a tremendous difference in the life of a Christian. There is a power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. There is a power that God wants us to walk in. There is a power that we must walk in in these last. There's not. It's. Would you agree? We're not in the last days. We are in the last minutes. Two thousand years ago, the disciples said, "We're in the last hours." Now let's fast forward two thousand years from there to now. We are in the last moments before Jesus Christ comes and takes us home. And there has never been a generation that needs to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit like this generation. There has never been a people so far from the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ than this generation. We're so fractured as a nation. The only answer is a move of the Holy Spirit of God. It's happened before, and I believe God wants to do it again. So I want to look at the difference carrying the mantle, the Holy Spirit of God. that Jesus went up ten days later. He sent. Makes in the life of a Christian. And I, I've studied all the disciples in depth. Um, I kind of like John a little bit, but John was a hugger. He was the one with his ear against Jesus' chest. He, he was, and I, Think about that. If you thought about that for the first time in human history, a human's ear was on the chest of God. Wow. But I like Andrew. Every time you see Andrew in Scripture, he's bringing somebody to Jesus. I want to be that kind of believer. But there's one that I kind of identify, and some of you some of you have seen this in me. Peter. Anybody like Pete? Pete's the guy that sometimes his uh, mouth is ahead of his brain. And I like Peter. I want to look at the life of Peter very quickly through the lens of what he was like before the day of Pentecost and what he was like post-Pentecost. So if you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, and I'd like to begin reading in verse 69. The Bible says, Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, Now Jesus had just been arrested 
in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's facing the Sanhedrin. And here's Peter. He sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all and said, I do not know what you are saying. All right, Pete, darn it, strike one. But come on, buddy. You saw what the Lord did. You saw the miracles. You hung out with him for probably three to three and a half years. We read about it, but Pete, you saw it. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of of Nazareth. All right, Pete, come on, you're back up to the plate. Here comes the ball, strike one. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. Pete, strike one, strike two. And a little later in verse 73, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you are also one of them for your speech betrays you. Come on, Pete. Cheering for you, buddy. You got it this time. And he began to curse and to swear. Literally in the original language, he began to call down curses from heaven and began swearing oaths. saying, I do not know the man. He began to curse and swear. I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord who had said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is Pete before Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And before we get hard on Pete, I wonder how many times I've denied the Lord over the years. Trust me, there have been many. And here's Peter, who literally went public with the plan of God. Jesus, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And here's Peter standing up. You're the Son of God. You're the Savior of the world. He said, oh, I'm going to Peter, upon your testimony, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Strike one, strike two, strike three. How many are grateful that the grace of God is stronger than strike one, strike two, strike three, or if you're anything like me, strike 100? Peter, pre-day of Pentecost, pre-the mantle of the Holy Spirit, falling upon them and they are baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Well, let's look at Peter, the difference that the baptism of the Holy Spirit made in his life. Would you go back to um, Acts chapter 2? In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And in Acts chapter 2, let's just pick it up in verse 14. And Peter... Standing up with the eleven. Wow! Peter, pre-baptism in the Holy Spirit, pre-the Holy Spirit being sent by Jesus as a mantle, denies the Lord before a little, little cute little girl. 
Not once, but twice. And amongst others who said, your accent, your speech betrays you. The rooster crows, shamed by a chicken. And here he is after Acts chapter 1, verse chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, after receiving the mantle and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, he's the first post-Pentecost spokesman of the church. And he said, but Peter's standing up with the eleven. You see, the Holy Spirit makes a difference. He raised his voice and said to the men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk. Remember, they thought they'd been nipping on the vine that they were wasted because they heard them speaking in other tongues and their language, declaring the glories of God. But he's, he's defending this. And he said, these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day, which is 9 a.m. <laughs> but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. <coughs> Excuse me. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men, thank you, Lord, for including me. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my men's servants and on my maid servants, I will pour my spirit out in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And here it is. Here's a culmination of the heart of God for every single one of us who calls ourselves a follower of Jesus. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, not might be, shall be saved. We are filled with power, that dunamis, that dynamite, original language, that dynamite power that comes from the mantle that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, too big for just Moses, too big for Elijah, too big for one of us, but not too big for all of us. Can I read just a couple of more verses? In verse 40, and with many other words, he, Peter, testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to the church. I'm telling you, the baptism in the Holy Spirit can make a tremendous difference. Peter, shamed by a chicken, (coughs) several days later, received the mantle of the Holy Spirit, was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. The first post-Pentecost altar call, 3,000 people are born again. And I get, you know, through the years, and trust me, son, you're going to get this too. Some of the biggest criticisms that I've received over 32 years of pastoring, certainly the last 15 years, has been the size of our church. And I hear this, if we could just go back to the early church. Well, friends, the early church was a mega church. 
3,000 people were born again the first post-Pentecost sermon. How many recognize that's a big church? Nothing wrong with the size of our church. Matter of fact, I think we're just one too small. I think there's somebody outside these four walls that is so lost, so messed up, They've been trying things. They've been smoking things. They've been jumping in a bed, in beds and out of beds. How many recognize only Christ? Only a relationship with the Father. Only a relationship with the Son. Only an in- intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit can bring true satisfaction. If you believe it, say a great big amen. Back in my day, I know some of you young whippersnappers, you've not heard of this group, but there's a group back in the day called the Rolling Stones. And Mick Jagger, he used to sing, I can't get no satisfaction. And now that I've known the Lord for 41 years, I thought, Holy Spirit, if you would reveal G- Jesus Christ to, 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 to Jagger, he'd get some satisfaction. He get all the satisfaction he's been trying out here. The Bible says life is but a vapor. It's like a mist. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. If you get everything in life right, but you get Jesus wrong, you've lost everything forever. Would you close your eyes and would you bow your heads? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Father, I thank You for uh, blessing me with the privilege of um, sharing what You've shared with me. And I thank You for just speaking to Pastor Jordan and the executive team regarding this series on the Holy Spirit. And Lord, those of us who know You, there's not one of us here that knows there's more of You. And I ask that there would be a greater surrender than ever before. And Father, I believe that there are people here that have not yet, they love you, they're Christians, they're saved, but they've not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They've not experienced that baptism, that endowment of power with the initial evidence. And I am speaking in other tongues. I know there's other evidence, but according to Scripture, the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Father, I ask that you would save, you would set free, You'd fill us with your Spirit anew and afresh. And I pray that you would baptize people with the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I know Pastor Pastor Ryan led with excellence through, if you don't know Jesus, please don't take communion until you do. And i got to believe there's some of you who prayed that prayer. But how many in the house, I want to talk to the saved for just a moment. How many in the house, you're grateful, you're saved, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, when your heart stops, you're going to be ushered into heaven and forever you'll be with the Lord. How many are grateful for that? Can I see your hands all over the building? Yeah. Now, how many recognize that there's more than what you are walking in in God? I do. And God's given me a very strategic anointing and it's kind of crazy. He was forgiven much, loves much. I've seen hundreds of people get set free from nicotine, nicotine addiction, chewing tobacco, God wants to set you free. But I want to land with this. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Monty, I I, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. I just want you to, matter of fact, can we all stand up? Can we all, all of us stand up? 
If you want more of God, you know there's more, and you want more, and you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with initial evidence speaking in other tongues, I just want you to quickly come to the altar of the church. I'm going to ask pastors to join me in the altar because we're going to pray for you today, and I believe you're going to get baptized with the Holy Spirit with initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. I believe that, so come on down. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Come on down. You might say, well, pastor, I've been had hands laid on me 10 times. It took me three years to be baptized with the Holy Spirit because I didn't understand it. And I'm going to land with a very simple teaching and we're going to sing a song and we're going to pray. For three years, I answered every altar call. And for three years, I was born again, baptized in water, but I, I did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then one of my, a guy in my life that I really respect, Pastor Zane Anderson from uh, Victory in Tucson, Arizona, he set me aside and he said, Monty, the Bible said they spoke. They spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. I was thinking that the Holy Spirit was going to take my tongue and vocal cords and He was just going to do it for me. All I had to do was just sit there and do nothing. But the Bible said they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. Come on, there should be more people. If you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, please come on down. It'll change your life. Um, but he said, Monty, I want you to just pray in English and I want you to stop and I want you to start speaking. It might be a word. It might be a sentence. But I want you to start speaking. God's going to place something here. It's going to go there. And it's going to go through here. The initial evidence is speaking in other tongues. And I said, okay. He told the story. One guy I prayed over. He just, one word, he received bop. You know, Todd's in the corner bopping. Bop, 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 bop. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And they, he thought, did he really get it or is that just a word? Then he went on a missions trip to Africa and the language was bop, 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 bop. So if you want to be baptized, I want to pray for you. Pastoral staff, we want to pray for you. And those of you who received the baptism, you're standing there. Would you just, raise, just lift your hands and raise them toward these people? We're going to pray that God's going to baptize them and fill them with the Holy Spirit, with the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. We're going to lay hands on you, you right now. Just start praying. I'm going to just teach you like it was taught to me. Just start praying in English. Lord, I love you. Thank you for saving me. Your grace is amazing. I love you, Jesus. Just begin worshiping the Lord like that in English. Just worship the Lord, an attitude of thanksgiving and praise and worship. Just worship Him. Now I'm going to come down, I'm going to lay hands on you, and I want you to stop praying in English, and I want you to start speaking what God speaks in you. It might be a word, it might be a phrase, but I want you to start speaking that out the second I lay hands on you. And Pastor Jordan is going to come and close the service.
being a part of a church that wants all that God has for us. Not just some, but all. But all. That really is our prayer for you, that you'd get all that God wants you to have and walk in. And this I know, we must in these days have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? He is with you. He is for you. God loves you. Listen, we are so thankful for each and every one of you. Pastor Monty, what a great word. Can we just put our hands together and thank Pastor Monty for being here, the mantle of Jesus. Wow.